What am I doing with my life? If like these girls in bikinis are doing, you know, selling protein powder, like where did I go wrong? <laughs> Why isn't that for me? What what I really envy is the way you speak about like pastries and how much you love them. Yeah. Because like throughout this podcast, what I'm looking for is something that I can feel like that for. Like I yeah. want something that I'm super passionate about and I'm like, this is it. Yeah. Some people are lucky. They're born knowing what they want to do. Some people are so talented that the answer just slaps them in their face. Others fall into their passions. But for some of us, well, for most of us, it's not so obvious. This is The Millennial Crisis by Demi Kotsouris, Wi-Fi not included. When I first decided to start The Millennial Crisis, I interviewed over 50 millennials. Some I found at events, others I literally stopped on the streets. Some of them were just my friends and family. Out of all of the people I interviewed and all of the research I began to gather, one interview stood out. One particular story stood out the most. Why? Well, I was envious of this girl's passion. Her name was Sophia and she was in love with pastries. Like, I don't know how a croissant can make me feel the way I... Like, I just... I'm thinking about eating pastries right now and I love it. I remember distinctly listening to Sophia talk about pastries, wishing that I would one day find something I would talk that passionately about, something that I was obsessed with, that would motivate me to work tirelessly towards something, to know exactly what I wanted to do. The one thing I really struggled and continue to struggle with, the thing that has caused me a lot of unnecessary turmoil is the fact that I went down and continue to go down a path I'm not so sure about. The problem is that it's not the fact that I'm going down this path that's the problem. The problem's not not knowing what you want to do. What the real problem is, if you don't actively explore not only who you are, but the other options out there for you. Over the years, I've distinctly remember trying to find my escape plans. The thing that would make me happy Something that would get me the fuck out, but also follow the rules that I guess society had given me. So what do us as millennials do to escape? What is our now default? Start your own business, obviously. Entrepreneurship is trendy now. Tech startups, apps, cafes, online stores. We all have that next big idea. 
The next big idea that is going to save us from our miserable lives or that bad day at work. I say it was my problem, but if I'm honest, it definitely still is. The amount of times I've found myself scrolling through Alibaba or Amazon trying to find the next product that I can start selling to be able to make more money. It's ridiculous. During my life, I've probably attempted to start, I'd say four, five, possibly six of these genius ideas because entrepreneurship and working for yourself is something that's glamorized today. Whether it's starting your own business, being a blogger or an influencer, or even a solopreneur or freelancer. And there's nothing wrong with any of these. It's just trying to figure out whether you're doing it because you're trying to escape or you're doing it because there's something you actually love to do or there is a purpose in you wanting to do it. These things seem to be our default, our go-to. When the path we're on isn't great, we tend to do two things. One, spend our day scrolling through other job roles we could have or do, even while we're at work. Two, start coming up with genius ideas that are going to make us tons of money. When we feel lost, the next job, the next great idea, the next whatever it may be, isn't going to solve our problem. Our problem isn't money, it's not our boss, it's not our parents or our friends, it's us. And the sooner we accept that, the sooner we can take control of our lives and start moving forward. Our problem is not knowing what we want, but more importantly, it's not giving ourselves the time to figure that out. Instead of educating ourselves on ourselves, we look to the next thing to solve our problems. And it's probably because we feel like it's too late to explore who we are. As millennials, I'm starting to realize that maybe the older we get, it's not so much learning we need to do. A lot of it might be unlearning and relearning new things, learning that it's okay to try and find new hobbies, learning that it's okay to not want to be down the pathway you're currently on, learning that it's okay to have different likes than your friends and family. I now realize I don't need to know what I'm going to do. I don't need to find this passion for croissants like Sophia has, something that's going to give me this tireless motivation to do more and achieve. I guess what I'm saying is I need to start understanding me first and start exploring different options so that I can figure out my likes and dislikes and start crossing things off my list from Sophia's story was that even if you have found your passion, 
even if you find something that makes you feel amazing, that you love, it doesn't mean it's smooth sailing. You can still get stuck and you can still question yourself. Sophia, like me, found her escape plan. However, unlike me, Sophia's escape plan was driven by her love for pastries. When I had tried to start these businesses, these different ventures, they weren't out of passion or love for the topics. They were to make me happy. I thought that by achieving those things, that would make me happy. What I didn't realize was you're supposed to love the process. The process, the ups, the downs, the everyday, they're the little things that you're supposed to find happiness in. What Sophia didn't know was the lifestyle she wanted to live may not actually be aligned with her croissant dreams. Working as an apprentice pastry chef, I'd, yeah, the days were very much wake up at 3 a.m., go to work at 4 work till about two in the afternoon, come home and sleep. Just sleep, just eat a big bowl of pasta <laughs> and in bed by 5 p.m. and just repeat that. And then I, like, I broke up with my boyfriend because I didn't, I just didn't have anything to give. And I love cakes and I love everything about pastry. But that lifestyle, I was like, oh, my good Lord, like, I have, I'm a bit embarrassed. Like, I left school and I was like, this is what I'm going to do. I told everyone. Everyone's like, wow, that's awesome. And a few months in, I was like, oh, shit, I don't like this. I was like, I just don't want to do anything. Like, I'm done. I've finished school. I tried this. Life's a little bit too hard. An old uh, mum and dad come out and they were like, get up off the couch. You've got to, okay, that's fine. Don't do bakery life, but um, you've got to have a plan. And I was kind of, you know, what do I do? What do I want to do? Like, I was really like, oh, shit, now I've got to do something with my life. Imagine that. Knowing what you want to do, what you're passionate about, and it making you miserable. The one thing I love about this part of Sophia's story is the fact that she had the balls to realise that that life wasn't for her. And despite telling everyone that she was quitting uni to pursue her dream to become a pastry chef, Bakery life wasn't for her. It was making her miserable and she knew she needed to stop. One of the big issues I have right now is trying to figure out if marketing is for me. All of the office jobs I've had in the field have left me unmotivated, bored and disengaged. Sure, that's not all of the time, but too many days have passed with my life being eh, that not. And because of this, I assumed that marketing wasn't the right job for me. But what if marketing was right for me? What if, like Sophia, it was something I was really passionate about, but they, have, but they were just the wrong environments for me? What if I've been working with people whose values didn't align with mine? What if I'd been working on projects that didn't excite me? What if I just didn't have a big enough workload? 
what if not knowing exactly who I am and what I want were the reasons why I was feeling this way? After Sophia's parents did what a lot of our parents would do, knock some sense into her and let her down this mainstream path of success, although Sophia was feeling helpless, she knew one thing and that was... I knew that it had to be around food which is awesome because I narrowed it down ever so slightly. Even though now I'm doing economics and uh, fun subjects like that, I know it's all for something in the end that's going to be worth it. Whether that's just selling cakes at a market store, I'll know how to, like, do money stuff. We're so concerned about failing and not liking something or making the wrong choice we end up not making decisions at all. So we're left in this limbo phase. This limbo phase is dangerous and it can be crippling. Dipping your toe in the water is the only way you can figure out what you like and what you don't. Both of Both of these things are just as important as the other. I guess they help you build your ideal. I know you're probably listening now thinking, it's too late for me though. Sophia's young. She went back to uni and I'm past that phase of my life. Or at least that's how I feel. We have to remember that trying new things, testing the waters, doesn't mean we have to totally abandon the life we're living right now. My reality right now is that I work a nine to five. I need money, stability, and although I'm not completely sure that this is the right workplace for me, my reality is that I need to be here. I need to do something so I don't end up lying in bed all day questioning everything. In the latest workplace I'm in, I did a few different things when I got my job. I asked for things and I now work four days a week. I'm going to do another episode fully explaining how I did this and how we can start trying to make some small changes in the life that we currently live to try and facilitate trying new things, especially when we're feeling Working so at bakery lost. at the moment. I see all of my jobs as just like learning things. At the end, at the very end, when I'm whew, 30, 40, 50, I know, it will, I know what it's what my life's going to be. It's going to be filled with cakes somehow. I don't know how yet, but um, yeah. So it's, it's good to have that kind of passion and drive. Yeah, I'm very, I think, lucky. And although Sophia knows exactly what she wants her life to be filled with, the ideal that she had for it, living that bakery life, didn't suit her. 
But because she knows that at the end she wants her life to be filled with pastries, it means she's going to try and do that in other ways. She's in the industry, working at a bakery, learning different things and developing her skills there. Sure, she's no longer waking up at 3am and she's probably not doing the things that she wanted to in the baking realm of things, but she's in the industry. She's surrounded by these people in her spare time outside of university and outside of work. Sophia holds market stall to sell brownies and other pastries that she bakes. That's the amazing thing about the day and age we live in. The pathway that we think we need to go down in the field that we're in might not necessarily be the one that you have to go down. For example, for me with marketing, I can now be a freelancer I could work for a huge corporate. I have so many different industries I could work in. I could be a digital nomad and work from wherever in the world I want. And I'm sure that there are so many other different options I haven't even considered. What's most important is that I figure out the lifestyle I want to live right now. I need to understand myself a little bit more to be able to make these decisions. Those personality tests online, they're so cool because it was so to a T, exactly me. And like, you'd never come up with the list of things to describe yourself, because I think everyone might have a warped idea of themselves. But after answering these questions, you're like, holy shit, this piece of paper gets me. Like, and my results just were, extroverted introvert I throw that around like I'm very very reserved but then can be very crazy and like you know I love talking to people and stuff last week I set you a challenge to do one of three self-discovery things if you haven't done any of them or you haven't listened to the last episode go back and give it a listen because I spoke with Sam who's a life coach and she helped me especially, and she also gave some awesome advice there on how we can start breaking things down like how Sophia has. My biggest problem is that I'm super fucking impatient. I want everything now. And the same goes with my career. I want things to happen straight away. I want the answers to things. But I think the biggest problem is There are no real answers to anything. There's always going to be variables and things are never going to go exactly the way you want them to. But in order for us to move forward a little bit better, starting off with asking ourselves different questions and figuring out little things that we like and don't like. And the great thing about these personality tests is that they're a great small step to start doing that. As soon as you start learning a little bit about yourself, it almost becomes addictive and you want to learn more and more and more. We'll speak a little bit more about how I've been doing that later on in the podcast. There's also a tricky side to learning about yourself and overanalyzing why you do things too much. And that can be quite dangerous. I think Sophia put it best. Thinking about yourself a lot of the time, it just, I do it too much and some of my family does it as well and it's, I don't think it's very healthy so I haven't put too much thought into 
how you know my personality traits and everything are gonna shape the future but I just do know that I'm sometimes have to force myself to like step out and make the first step and ask people ask for help or that kind of stuff not just sit back and watch everyone do everything <laughs> you know so I've got to I do have to push myself every now and then a few people do but then there's others who can just leap out and you know lucky them <laughs> yes you know how you see on tv or like tv shows or something people when they're by themselves like really creative and they're like painting or they're making like a mood board or something and yeah no I try to I'm just way more of a veg on the couch and then the motivation might come two days later I'm like whoo yeah let's do something but yeah. until then Sophia's right Sometimes we can get stuck in our head so much, questioning the things we do and trying to overanalyze why we do certain things. I think that filling out a book or looking at a personality test or a sparker type test shouldn't put you in a state where you overthink things. It should be something that helps you kind of break things down a little bit. And if it does cause you to overthink things or if you do find yourself questioning everything, take a step back. Don't worry about it so much. What you're better off doing is giving something a go, seeing how you react to it, how you enjoy it or don't enjoy it, and then making a decision from there. We need to stop living from our heads and stop living through others we see online. We need to start actually living our lives to work towards living a lifestyle that we actually love, a lifestyle that is meant for us. And it's okay if that changes in the future. Being a millennial means that we're living in a digital world. And if we don't change... The world around us is inevitably going to evolve at a rate a lot quicker than we're probably ready. So we're going to have to change and adapt regardless. So get ready, because if you're not willing to change, nothing's going to stop for you. The sooner we accept that, the sooner we can get excited by it, and the sooner we can start, hopefully, kicking some ass. Oh, without sounding as wanky as possible. Just I, I realise that I like to help people. I just like to help people So I, and I love food. And I figured that with my career and everything, I know it will have something to do with both of them. So that's exciting. It's time for us to start considering what these things are for us. So I don't know what the future holds for me and I hope that as I continue this podcast, that becomes a lot clearer for not only you, but me as well. I guess that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening again. And if you did enjoy it, the best way you can support me is by sharing this with a friend, sharing it on your socials and tagging me at Demikotsaurus or subscribing and rating the podcast. Those things honestly help me so, so much. So if you could, I would greatly appreciate it. But before I go, you're probably going to want to know what this week's challenge is. And that is to dream big. 
I want you to write down three things that you want to explore in the next 12 months. You don't have to take any steps towards them yet. I just want you to start thinking about it. And if you want to find out what my three things are, make sure you join the Facebook group. In there, I'll be posting what my three things are and encouraging you to do the same. If you're not listening to this in real time, search in the group, challenge two, don't be afraid to join the discussion. The thing about podcasts is that you might not be listening to this till two years after it's been released and lots of other people will be too. So still leave a comment and work with someone else listening to it at the same time as you and work with someone else that's listening to it at the same time as you or challenge a friend, get them to do it as well and hold each other accountable. That's it for this week. I'm so excited to bring you another conversation next week. So stay tuned for that one. Until then, bye.